Welcome to Mission Gathering's online message. I'm Devin Wright, pastor of Mission Gathering, and I want to offer a brief reflection on Halloween. Tomorrow is All Hallows' Eve, or Halloween. And this is not a reflection that discusses the evil nature of Halloween or the demonic nature of Halloween or how Hocus Pocus 2 is going to traumatize our children and make them Satan worshipers, as some Christians do say. Uh, Now I want to look at another perspective of this time of year. Tuesday is All Hallows' Day, or All Saints' Day, where the Christian tradition remembers uh, the saints who have died. And Wednesday is Day of the Dead, Dia de los Muertos, an indigenous holiday that has roots that go all the way back to the Aztec people. And when the Christian Spaniards conquered and colonized the Aztecs, they combined and Christianized their tradition with All Saints Day on November 1st and 2nd. I'm not going to talk about All Saints Day today. I want to talk about Dia de los Muertos and some lessons I think that we can learn from their tradition. Halloween can really be fun, hence we say Happy Halloween, but it's kind of strange because Halloween can also be really intense and kind of scary. Um, And honestly, I kind of do like some scary movies. The Museum of Pop Culture in Seattle has this really cool, creepy horror movie exhibit. It's filled with like movie props from famous horror movies throughout history. I love looking at how they created those movies and and the practical effects that went into them. It's so interesting to me. And at the entrance is a description of why we love horror films. And of course, many of us really are terrified of horror films, but you can't deny their popularity. One theory in psychology is that scary movies allow us to safely process and grapple with this part of life and humanity that can be really hard and traumatic, and they can even teach us how to process anxiety and fear. In 2020, uh, there were a lot of shows and movies that came out about global pandemics, and they were really popular because it was in the middle of a global pandemic. And those shows allowed people to process living in a pandemic from a safe place, from their couch. Some aspects of horror films really are too scary, too intense for me. Uh, We took our puppy Winnie on a walk and we approached this house that was completely decked out in these massive Halloween inflatables and you could barely see the house. And as we approached, Winnie saw this massive inflatable and she froze and backed away and started whining in fear and she wouldn't go any further. We had to pick her up to walk by the house. But on the way back, she walked by this scary house all on her own. She learned that what once seemed impossible to face it was really not that much of a threat after all. And scary movies can kind of do that for us. Um, that's kind of what I love about Dia de los Muertos, because it's not just about the fear of death or mourning uh, death. It's about accepting it as this natural part of life. And there's even a celebratory aspect to the tradition celebrate the lives of loved ones who've passed on to another form of life, and they celebrate those who are still with us. 
And so they create spaces in their homes that are filled with like food and drinks that people love to have passed. And they fill them with pictures and mementos that the person loved. And they cover their walkways with marigold flowers so that the dead can find their way back to their loved ones during that time. And they write letters to friends and family who are still living to express their love for them. And people will sometimes dress up in outfits that look like skeletons and decorate with skulls, which is kind of meant to be a symbol of life after death, not an end of life, but a continuation of life into another way of being, a transformation. And the Jesus way of, of talking about this transformation is resurrection. It's a transformation from death into another way of being. And this is a universal process that happens throughout our cosmos, from the life cycle of stars to the cycle of the seasons. And for anything to change and grow, it must first die to the way it is now. And that's so true while we're alive. I mean, death is really kind of a form of surrender. And for me to experience any kind of real growth and change as a person, I have to surrender my need for control. That's hard to do. Nothing is more certain in life than death. And it can really be terrifying, but it's also the beginning of a transformation into love, into God, into the source of whence everything came. So maybe this Halloween, over the next few days, we can go beyond just the fear of death. And we can allow ourselves, yes, to mourn those who are gone, but also celebrate their lives as an expression of love for them. The Song of Songs says that love is stronger than death. And so we can't see or touch our loved ones who have uh, transformed into a new way of being, but we still feel their love, their presence. We still feel love for them. Death hasn't changed that love. Author Mirabai Starr, she speaks on the transformational power of grief and loss. And um, on the first day that her book came out, her 14-year-old daughter tragically died in a car accident. And Mirabai writes about grief and her experience of it that there is no map for the landscape of loss. No established itinerary, no cosmic checklist where each item ticked off gets you closer to success. You cannot succeed in mourning your loved ones and you cannot fail. Nor is grief a malady like the flu. You will not get over it. You will only come to integrate your loss. The death of a beloved is an amputation you do find a new center of gravity, but the limb does not grow back. And so this time of Halloween, of Dia de los Muertos, it's a time of both mourning loss, of showing love, of feeling joy with our memories of people who've moved on. It's a time of finding a new center of gravity on which to be grounded in the midst of our loss, our grief. So, how will you love those who have died? How will you remember them? What did they love to do? What were their favorite food and drink? Their favorite traditions? 
And when I was little, my Nana always had a can of Diet Coke with her and a straw in it. And we loved to play Scrabble and talk about the books that we were reading. It's something we connected over. So maybe this week I'll have a Diet Coke and play Scrabble. And as a way of saying, I remember and I love you and you are still with me. So how will this uh, time of celebrating life and, and transition of death into a new way of life inspire you to tell those who are still with you that you love them? And how will you do that this week? I hope to see you next Sunday at our Bellevue building in person. We're going to be putting together care kits for people who are houseless. And so if you'd like to learn more, you can go to our website We'd love to see you there at 10.30. I wish you a happy Halloween, a time of maybe both mourning and joy and celebration and remembrance. Go in peace.